Good afternoon. Welcome to Cone and Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. A lot of news dropping today with the 49ers. Before we get into it, I just want to acknowledge real quick that Larry and I went head-to-head this week in the March Madness bracket, and I won by like 40 votes. It was the closest runoff in the whole thing, and it just shows how popular we both are. So I just want to shout out, Larry. That was a lot of fun. I know you probably you probably won then by 58 votes because I voted 18 times in the last nice. five minutes. <laughs> and, and I but then my, I started getting carpal tunnel and I, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm like 18's enough if I can't boost myself by 18 votes if I, you know, so there you go. It's probably more like it was, 58. It was close. Anyway. <laughs> That's enough patting ourselves in the back. Well, I think today we're, we're still trying to like digest what John Lynch said because Kyle Shanahan in particular has been dancing around naming a quarterback. He said, I had two starters. Lynch came out today and said, essentially, when Brock Pur- Purdy's healthy, he's the guy. Um, so I asked for you. You weren't there. I asked for you. I said, okay, John, well, if Purdy's the guy and Lance needs to play, but he doesn't get that opportunity – are you going to trade him? And he goes, ah, we like Lance on the team for now, which was such a weird thing to say. He said it like, no, we're not going to trade him. But when you look at the transcript, he said, we like Lance on the team for now. How do you interpret that? Well, um, like, right, like, let's say you did a live stream like later today with Jesse and Jesse's like, Hey, I see that you have Larry on your, uh, your channel. And you said, I have Larry on my channel. For now, for now, ooh, I would that wouldn't like, sound good. Know, I'd ooh. be like, maybe, maybe I'm gonna have Monday afternoons free. <laughs> I like Larry on my channel for now. Yeah, he's he's good I, until I replace I, him. I like I like Larry on my channel for now. If you had said I like Larry, then it's like, hey, you know what? Then it sounds like we're you know. Point. So it's a totally different deal. I just don't yeah. think I think John Lynch is a smart guy who doesn't say any words by accident, and we like Trey right. on our team right now. Um, sounds like they're getting, I'll stand by what I said at the end of the season. I think it, at the end of the year, it sounded very much like they were going to trade Trey Lance on draft day. Hmm. And I have seen nothing from their behavior or their statements that says otherwise. And I'm looking for things. I have an alternate interpretation. Okay. It's possible that the reason he said right now is that they don't have, he doesn't have much trade value, Trey Lance. And trading him would be for maybe a third-round pick. I have no idea. Because he hasn't played in three years. And if that's the case, then is it worth it? You already have three third-round picks. Maybe the idea is keep him one more year just in case because Brock's coming off a serious injury. And if Brock is everything the Niners think he is, then trade trade next year. Yeah, I mean, and that makes the most cap sense, right? I mean, if you look at cap, that makes the most sense. Um, But They have to, like, create a little cap space to trade him now. Is that correct? Well, I think isn't there a cap hit of yeah. some kind of significance? Yeah. If they can because of the because of the um, signing bonus would accelerate. That's the term. Yes, right. So I think they it would it would be more advantageous not to trade Trey. But I just think that they're in. Then he went on to say, "Hey, you know, Kyle and I always joke that we'd trade each other uh, if we got a good deal." So I think what they're just going to do is they know, um, at least in my belief, I believe Trey Lance is probably as good as most of the quarterbacks in this draft. Um, and I think there's probably other NFL people that probably feel the same way. And so those quarterbacks, I think, are going to get off the board in the top 10. And then I think the 49ers are going to open up, uh, you know, the phone lines will be there if anybody wants to trade for Trey Lance. And I think they are willing to trade him between, like, let's say the 10th pick and the 30th pick or 10th pick and the 40th pick um, and maybe a player. Yeah, they won't say no to that. And then they would not they say get, no. Once they get to 40 or so, maybe they'll say, you know what, or once a certain guy's off the board that they would like. But, you know, the thing about it, Grant, they're going and looking at NFL quarterbacks, um, guys like Tanner McKee and Clayton Toon and the kid from Utah State. They're looking at quarterbacks. Is that to be a fourth quarterback or is Darnold going to be the two and this is to be the third quarterback? I mean, they talked about Darnold today like he's a two, right? They talked to uh, – John couldn't – was just so effusive in his love for Sam Darnold. He had a breakthrough performance last year. It was like, wow. Right. They may, yeah. Maybe they feel like he's a future starter. They've caught lightning in a bottle. They've got him at a great deal. I mean, you got to remember this, too. you got to do something outside 
of money to attract Sam Darnold. He's been in some bad situations, but he could have gone somewhere else for a better deal if his deal here is to be the right. third quarterback. Right. So maybe he's not the third quarterback. Maybe he's more like the second quarterback, and they're going to trade Trey on draft day for picks. Who knows? Or uh, what, I just want to say I, I'm skeptical that, that a team would offer the 49ers a first-round pick this year for Lance. I'm with you that if they get that offer, from what from how John Lynch was talking today, I think they'd accept it. I just don't think they'll get it. So that's why I, if I had to bet, I think they're going to hold him one more year essentially waste another year of his youth and then you know if they need him play him they might need him but otherwise if Brock bounces back plays well keeps the job I think they'll trade him next year but I do it does seem like this is this might be his last year if he's even on the team team. here's the one thing that we don't know how wed are they to Brock Purdy and it's if they're if let's just say Kyle Shanahan thinks you know privately man, Brock Purdy's the absolute perfect quarterback for my offense. Then it's just a matter of how does he come out of this surgery and what are you going to do with Trey? Well, what did Purdy, what what did Lynch say at the end? I mean, we we said, you know, we really think this is a guy. Like, how do you interpret a guy? Like, you know, not just, to me, I I look at that as like a franchise guy. We think he's a guy, like a special guy. He said that about about, about, uh, Purdy. About Purdy. Purdy at the end, because yeah. hey, the, the last question was from Matt Mayoko, and he said, "Please, if I," he said, "If you don't mind, like, it, it's only been eight games. Like, wh- wh- why do you, you know, some, we've seen a lot of young quarterbacks sort of get figured out by the league and come back to, down to earth. Why are you so sure with Brock and and like Lynch didn't flinch? He was like, oh, it's just the way he played. I mean, it, it's 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 not just that he can do this, run the system, but he can do so much outside of structure, and he's so much a better athlete than we thought, and we really think he's a guy." Like meaning like someone worth investing time and money into. I'm thinking so. That's what they think of Brock. They could be wrong. I feel like I think they thought this about Jimmy Garoppolo at one point. But that's what they think of Brock right now. Which means if he's the guy and Darnold's a high level two, then yeah, Lance is the odd man out. And now it's in like operation um, rehabilitate his trade value if possible. And I, I couldn't imagine it could get any worse than it lower than it is now. All they have to do is give him some good practice reports, have me and you talk him up, and have a good preseason, and all of a sudden his value goes up. Well, I mean, where would you put Trey Lance in this draft as far as quarterbacks? Yeah. Well, let's where be brutally honest here. I mean, I mean he hasn't I, played in three I, years. Personally, you couldn't put him in the top four to me. I, I, I'm not convinced I on any of these guys. He'd I be really- five. He'd be five. You'd put him right ahead of Hendon Hooker, who's 25 years old. But you couldn't put a, put him ahead of any of these young top four court, even Will Levis, because they played football last year and the year before that, and they didn't break their ankle. That's true. But also, um, they all have their weaknesses. They it's all true. have their downsides. I mean, Stratton So does Trey. Great. Yeah, Trey has his weaknesses. I, I like Trey better as a prospect than all of these guys, except for Richardson and maybe Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young's tiny. Will Levis, I watched Kentucky. He was not good. Um, Hendon Hooker had phenomenal receivers, and he's older, and he's now coming off a major injury. Um, you know, and then the other thing is, the I just feel like real, real quick, if you plop Trey Lance somehow, if he got to be in this draft, I think I, think I don't think he's getting I, picked ahead of those four. No, I don't. I think, but I think I think for sure he's going in the twenties. I think I, I I think if you're a team like if I'm Tennessee, tough one. I don't know. And I'm Rand Carthon. I think what I'm doing is I'm trading back, getting more draft capital into the teens, and then trading that pick for Trey. It could happen. He's such an enigma because he really has one year of playing experience at North Dakota State, and it was 2019. I mean, how do you evaluate him in 2023? And I think where the Niners are coming from is like, I don't even want to try anymore. It's like, look. Brock Purdy's given them most of what they hoped Trey Lance would give them. So wh- why even bother with the Trey Lance project? Yeah, Trey Lance could end up being better than Brock, but Brock's given them like 85% of what they were hoping to get with Trey. So why don't they just count their blessings and move on? I think that's what they're thinking. I think you're right. And then then don't forget what John's last comments were at the Combine. Trey's just got to play, and that's the challenge because we're, we got a team that's ready to win right now. And the uh-huh. implication was obvious. The right. implication was Trey's not ready to play right now. We're ready to win right now. Our timeline doesn't mesh with his. Tr- we're trading Trey. 
But everybody denied that at the time. Then now follow that up with what he said today in Arizona. You're there. You saw the look on his face, so you could probably speak to it better than I could. But to me, it sounds very much like we're trading Trey. We don't want to get ripped off. We're not going to take anything right. in a trade. But right. absolutely, right. after the 10th pick and before the 40th pick, if you come and call for us. For sure. He's open, he's, yeah, he's open for pick. business. And know, if we don't get yeah. that, we, we could do this one more year and maybe right. trade up next year. Because maybe maybe next year's draft is stronger. Who knows? So, right. yeah, I'm with you on that. This was, this was not an encouraging day. If you were a Trey Lance fan and you were hoping that the Niners secretly believed in him and are going to put him right back in the starting spot, didn't sound that way today. Now, John isn't necessarily the final word in this organization. Kyle is. So we'll see what he says tomorrow. We'll see if he strikes a different tone or has a totally different message. I'm guessing he won't, but we'll see. He sometimes likes to surprise people. Sourdough Sam says, if I was Trey, I'd want a, a trade, but he has no leverage. I'm sure he'd love one. I'm sure he'd love one, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yo, Adrian, says G. Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's Philly. I'm in Arizona. Um, Shreddy Murphy says, it's all good until Brock and Darnold get hurt. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, John yeah. Lynch was standing right there five feet away from Tanner McKee. For all we know, he loves Tanner McKee, and he wants McKee to be. I'll say this. I mean, let, let's let's lay this out there for what it is. If you trade Trey Lance and draft a Tanner McKee, let's just say, Jake Hayner, fill in the blank, third quarterback, you have a much cleaner quarterback room in that you have a clear number one, a clear number two, and a clear number three. In no controversy, no division, no media circus, no 49er content creator circus, no debate, no back and forth, no distractions. That's it. But you did get worse. I mean, you just said that Trey Lance would be maybe third in this draft class. So, I mean, you're going to get worse if you do that. Right. At quarterback. But At quarterback. Trading At quarterback, Trey, yeah. you're yeah. getting better somewhere else by whatever yeah. you get in return. I wouldn't yeah. do it. I, Grant, I, there's no way I would do it for like a third and a fifth round pick. I wouldn't either. If yeah. you really believe that's his value, then he's going nowhere. But right. if you believe his value is higher, and I believe his value is higher, I think there's many palatable deals that could make them better and would give them a far less um, distraction quarterback room. And maybe if Brock's going to be the guy anyway, and they're all in on that, then why would you want Trey there and all this distraction and all this debate when you could improve your football team at two spots, maybe, and bring in somebody else you like. I'm just saying. I feel I feel like Lance is like an NFT. People are saying, man, this guy's worth so much. And it's like, are you sure? Are you sure right. it's not worth nothing? Right. Because, again, with Lance, it was always a projection. It was very little evidence. You know, he didn't do much to become the third pick in the draft. No offense. But he probably did the least of any quarterback ever to become the third pick in the draft. And now he still has done nothing. So I'm saying he's the NFT. I like Trey Lance, but still, like, what is his value? I, it depends on the eye of the beholder. I guess it just takes one team to think that he's still worth here's primo. The, here's the uh, the rub, Grant, and to me, this is where the rubber meets the road. They've seen him more than we have in practice. They know that if he plays, his value either goes up or it goes down. If they believe that he's going to be great, they'll hold him and let his value yeah. go up. But if they feel that he's not ready to play and that if he played this year, his value is going down, then they probably do trade him this year on draft day. Makes sense. They, they're also not they, – I'm with you. But they're also not so good at evaluating quarterbacks in practice. Otherwise, Brock Purdy would have started week one or week three. Or, but fair, I'm with – I'm just saying they, they should be careful on evaluating Trey Lance in practice. What, one thing, again, they might be careful of jettisoning him from the organization before seeing what he looks like with Christian McCaffrey. Because once Christian McCaffrey came on this team, all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Brock Purdy looked like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know. Maybe he'll make Trey Lance look functional. And maybe then his his trade value goes up. Because I, I argue that his trade value couldn't be lower. And I don't know what it is, but it's at an all-time low right now. Whatever it is. Gregory Young says, Kyle strikes again. Feel bad for Trey. Should trade him and stop the dilemma if they are really sold on Brock. Let him have a chance elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you want to do what's right for him, but you got to do what's right for the organization. And selling low I, may not be it. I got a question for you. One more with Trey. If Brock Purdy turns out to be what they think he is, and the Niners just give up on Trey after three starts in two seasons, 
does the success of Brock Purdy cancel out the uh, utter failure of Trey Lance? Wow. Um, yeah, I guess. And all, and also, it also matters what you get for Trey Lance. Like the Warriors got rid of James Wiseman and they turned him into a 30 year old injury prone two guard. Yeah. Doesn't start and comes off the bench and plays half the floor. So that's going to look really bad. If the Niners trade Trey Lance for the GP two equivalent, like a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick or a fifth round pick and a conditional third and Trey goes and becomes the next Mahomes or whatever. Yeah. They're going to look really, really bad yeah. on that right there. So I would suggest that if they do move him, since he does have high end skills, uh, at least potential. And now that he's got to play to realize that potential, but they got to get at least a pick before 40. They got to they either got to get a late first or a high two and preferably another asset as well. Otherwise, they potentially could look really, really bad on the back end. Yeah, but if, if Purdy ends up being like Kurt Warner or Fran Tarkenton or some really special quarterback who goes to Pro Bowls, like I guess it doesn't matter that the Niners just totally wasted three first round picks on a project that they never even really started. I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. I, it's not, it it's amazing. Like, it's yeah. not to interrupt you, Grant, but it's amazing that Shanahan and his father literally have the exact same situation. His father traded up for RG3, paid a king's ransom to trade up, then drafted Kirk Cousins, watched Cousins become a significant player, and RG3's out of the league. So right. in a lot of ways, it reminds me exactly of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I mean, it's terrible what happened to RG3, but at the same time, you just need one franchise quarterback, and it doesn't matter who it is. So if they're both franchise quarterbacks, but Brock ends up flourishing here and Trey ends up flourishing somewhere else, you still can't really knock the Niners because they got a guy who works for them, and they presumably end up getting something for Trey at the end of this. As opposed as to Jimmy. long as Trey's not Mahomes. If Trey is Mahomes, yeah. Even if you, you know, yeah. because it's then it's also not going to be about just Brock. So let's say Brock wins the Super Bowl with the Niners and is really good and a ten-year starter. That's awesome. There, but if he, if Trey becomes Mahomes and you got a fifth-round pick, you're going to have to answer for that trade. So I think it's it's tied to two things: Brock success and whatever they get in return for Trey. Well, what's interesting is the longer the Niners hold on to Trey. Like imagine if they had him on the bench for three years, they trade him, he ends up being good. It's like, what were you looking at for three three years on the bench in practice? You developed this strong opinion, you moved on without really seeing him in, in a game, which, Larry, I mean, you're in practice, you see these games, they're like different sports. How do you judge a quarterback in a practice where he's wearing a different colored jersey and you can't touch him? It's like, you can't even call that football, it's basketball on grass. So it'd be interesting if he goes somewhere else and then I'm just like, oh, Damn! Turns out he is. He he's probably should have given him a chance. That's why I feel like it gets complicated with this trade. Is I think deep down they're scared that they're wrong. Oh, I know. Oh, the and the the potential is off the charts, right? For Trey, because he's big, he's strong, he's got a strong arm. But there's a couple things, Grant. Really, three things that stand out to me. He airmailed a lot of layup throws in practice this summer. He, he, there was a lot of plays where he went through progressions and held the ball in drills where you're supposed to get that ball out. And he in just practice, in, yeah, he would he would fire the the, the the check down high high and late. It's like high and late, and then high also, and late, yeah. And then yeah. also there was a number of plays where we're watching and he's looking around, looking around, and he just tucks it and runs. Well, he's not supposed to tuck it and run. All right, so that right there is like not good. But then also, I mean, he can do it in a game, but in, in practice, you're there's no. Pass right. rush. You're supposed to like find someone to throw to. Get rid of the ball. But, yeah. I mean, the other thing is that he makes one throw over and over and over again. He's, he throws a very hard ball all the time. So there's not a lot of nuance to his throwing right now. Everything's coming out full bore, full bore, full bore. I don't see a lot of touch and timing. And, and you know, I see a very raw, crude arm all arm kind of a thrower who has a little bit of a hitch. He doesn't just bring it back and then throw it. He brings it from here to here to here. You know what I mean? So there's a hitch. So if like, if they see a hitch and they say, you know what? Veteran defensive backfield coaches are all going to see this hitch and everybody's going to coach everybody up on this. And three weeks after this guy becomes a starter, he's going to be throwing picks left and right because people are going to jump on his hitch. 
if they see that mechanical flaw that we don't necessarily see, then they may feel like bad football's coming and that this is the good time to trade him before he plays that bad football. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of factors here, but I think that there's 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 more here than meets the eye. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. If the Niners do ever move him, I'd like to see who takes on this project and how do they approach him. Like Kyle, when they drafted him, they made it seem like we're going to use him as a quarterback, put him under center and let him do play action and sort of get him throwing on the run. But that's not really how they used him. They used him as an athlete in the shotgun running the zone read and it didn't work and he got injured. I wonder if he goes somewhere else, is he going to be playing like Jalen Hurts or is he going to actually be under center playing like a traditional quarterback? Maybe that's the key to unlocking his potential, letting him play quarterback. And why didn't they let him play quarterback? Did they feel he wasn't going to be able to be accurate in those windows? Did they feel like he wasn't seeing it pre-snap? Was he, you know, is it is that he can't throw certain patterns? I mean, I'd love I th- real not, quick. Not really I thought they let him do it against Houston at the end of 2021, and I, I thought agree. it looked good in the second half. He's a rookie. He really tore him up in the second half. He never went back to it. I'll never understand it, Larry. And he gives you a lot of what Brock gives you in the off schedule stuff because he's got explosive pocket movement and he's got a big arm. But it might just be something as simple, Grant, as they see the two sides and the debate coming, and they want no part of it. Does Kyle Shannon and John Lynch seem like they want to be – they don't ever say, we'd love to be on hard knocks. No, they <laughs> want to keep their stuff private. If they see a gigantic, divisive quarterback battle coming between two quarterbacks that they may like, they may like both, that right there could be incentive to make a trade. Sure. I just think – want. But it's – that gets pushed a circus gets pushed off until Brock comes back. And I think it's probably tough to trade Trey Lance until Brock comes back because John can say whatever he wants and the organization can sound as confident as they want about his recovery. They don't know until it's happened. So maybe you hold on to Trey, especially if the if you don't get a first round pick offer. Maybe you hold on to Trey until you see that Brock is absolutely recovered. Might be the prudent thing to do, unless someone's offering you the eighth pick in the draft for Trey Lance. In, w- in which case, uh, by all means, I don't see it happening. Or if you feel like there's some quarterback in this draft, you know, I mean, the Niners may be somewhat cocky based on the fact that they took Purdy with Mr. Irrelevant pick last year. Maybe they see there's a quarterback that's going to be there clearly in, at the end of the third round that's projected to go in the fourth or fifth round that they think upside potential is better than Trey and they like him more than Trey and they just want to draft that player and move Trey somewhere else. I mean, it's, there's, a, you know, it's, it's possible. That's all I'm saying. Could be. Corey Soto says fans can tell themselves whatever they want, but if Purdy is your future, enjoy another five years of mid-level play while trophies go to the top quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I, I Purdy's a great story. What, he was a Kurt Warner story. Is he, a Hall of Fame level quarterback? Is he an all pro level quarterback? Because it seems like you need it. You need you need that kind of talent. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He I mean, he didn't struggle against the Cowboys, but the offense struggled against the Cowboys. Nineteen points. It's gonna be interesting to see Brock Purdy over an entire season against a more difficult schedule. Because the Niners did have an easy schedule last year. Yeah. And I expect once the elbow things behind him, you're gonna see him progress, get bigger, stronger. Uh, more sudden, more you know, better knowledge of this system. He should get better in several phases in year two. Um, but obviously, the elbow thing could take him back, and there could be regression. If as long as there's not regression based on the injury, there should be progression based on the experience. I'd also like to see what would happen to Brock Purdy if Christian McCaffrey weren't on the field. Like McCaffrey's a huge part of their offense, and he uses him a lot. He throws a lot of short passes, and McCaffrey catches those. Um, gets a lot of touches. Shanahan has a tough time keeping his running backs healthy. If McCaffrey m- misses an extended period of time, what happens to Brock and the whole offense? That's I mean, but again, they can find this out before they trade Trey Lance and before they extend Brock Purdy. Like these are things they'll learn. Thank goodness. It's not like in the situation they were in with with Jimmy four years, five years ago, where they extended him after seven, five starts. I'll say this. If I'm George Kittle and I have any say on it, <laughs> hell yes, I want Brock Purdy. George Kittle. He's expressed no- that. He was a noticeably better player with 
Brock Purdy than he was with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so what does that tell you? It tells me that, you know, the quarterback matters and that if I'm Kittle, I'm doing what I can to make sure that Purdy's the guy. Yeah, I think he's been doing that. Mark Hope says, love the show. Hey, Grant, can you ask Larry to unblock me? Please, I'm a nice guy. Mark Hope is a nice guy. All right. I'll unblock you. How do I unblock? You got, I, I don't know. Are you on Twitter? You on about? Twitter or YouTube? How to be on YouTube? I told him I did my end of the bargain. The Chef93 says Purdy's poor arm strength won't benefit from the injury. Well, there's no – well, you know what? I, I would say yes, but I just got back from spring training, and I interviewed a guy named Keaton Wynn. Grant, this guy threw 92 miles an hour. He tears up his elbow. He has elbow reconstruction surgery. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. Well, he picked up eight miles an hour as a baseball pitcher on his fastball with the but reconstruction. But Purdy didn't have the reconstruction. He had the repair. Right. right. Should have had that reconstruction. <laughs> yes. That's what I heard. It comes, you come back stronger. He's Brett Favre. He's suddenly he's Brett Favre. Yeah. Sirs 11 says Brock is just a mobile Jimmy G and now uh, a weaker arm. So what, what was the point of drafting Trey? If I was Trey, I would tell them to trade me ASAP. He's better than Jimmy G, I think. I don't think they really have that much in common. I mean, oh, they can I mean, operate the they, offense. Yeah, what, what, why, why? Because one guy's six feet and change, and the other guy's six one and change, or six one and change versus six two and change. They're basically totally different quarterbacks. Jimmy, yeah, they're way different. Jimmy, Jimmy has a much better arm as far as just flick it. He could flick it and release it really quick. Brock's he doesn't move into it. But Brock's got, Brock's got ability to. Brock to me. Grant looked like a poor man's Russell Wilson, early young Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, where he's got, especially when he slid, when he did the little, um, the little bootleg game and he got the first down, he slid and he put the ball forward that to, to finish a game. That was so Russell. That was so Russell. Russell to me though, was um, thicker. I know they list Proc Purdy at two twenty. I call BS on that. Two uh, two oh nine says forever lost some respect the way they wasted Trey. Hey, well the, the the story isn't over yet. Let's see what Kyle has to say tomorrow. Seriously, fire Kyle says Mitty Stone doesn't want to hear what Kyle has to say tomorrow. Glass half full guy says saw it today. Ryan Hensley said on Twitter, Mac Jones was Lynch's guy and Trey was Shanahan's guy. Do you guys uh, buy this after John Lynch's comments today? I mean, I. I don't have those sources. I, I believe Ryan, um, but it, it never Lynch has never really talked about Trey like he was the spark plug behind that move. Never really has, in my opinion. But I don't know. I, I think that that I think I think Kyle's guy was was uh, Zach Wilson. Well, I do. I actually I, agree I, I with think, that. But I, I yeah, think Kyle's I agree. Guy was Zach Wilson. I think Lynch's guy was Lance. I think Lynch con- convinced. Kyle and the other scouts to go with Lance over Mac Jones. Um, that's how I, that's what I think. Nathan Wardell. Thank you very much for becoming a YouTube member fish and chips. None of these quarterbacks might be good enough, right? It's possible. Absolutely. I mean, the Niners know next to nothing about all well, two of them. Kyle Shanahan's cat says lint lunch. Purdy dad had exact lunch. Purdy Lynch. Lynch. Uh, from Lynch. Purdy dad had the exact same injury genetics. Did he? Um, Purdy's dad. dad was a major, a minor league pitcher Player. for the giant organization, and he may have had elbow reconstruction. But I don't Sourdough, S- Sourdough Sam says, can we trade all three quarterbacks for one elite one and a right tackle? We're going <laughs> to talk about that next. Uh, Michael Hamilton says, Kyle's doing a Shana, uh, Kyle's doing Shana type things. Brock and Trey are both good. Whomever can deliver my Super Bowl trophy has my vote. Shouldn't have drafted Trey if they didn't believe it's it's the, it's one of the strangest stories of all time. And maybe if they had just improved their offensive line, both of them would succeed. On YouTube, I can't send super stickers to you. you he's trying to give oh, you money. Oh, I got you. I'll he'll, unblock he'll, you after the show. I'll go there in there go. and I'll find Mark Hope. And I'll say, you know what, Mark? Come Second on back. Second chance. Come on. All right. Back. So uh, John Lynch was asked about Lamar Jackson in kind of a jokey, jokey way. Like, hey, you know. Uh, have you ever just considered saying screw it and going after someone like Lamar? And I don't know if you saw the answer, but John was basically saying, like, one, they really like the quarterback room they have, and two, it seems like they're kind of locked into this salary structure of not spending a lot of money on a quarterback because they have so many high-priced 
players on second and third contracts on their team. They really can't afford to spend big on a quarterback for a few years. So I think the whole Lamar Jackson thing, like, I, if anyone thought the Niners had that up their sleeve, I think it's time to forget about it. I don't think it made sense. Um, because you know you know what isn't, isn't spoken there? It's, do you want Lamar? Or would you rather have Bosa and Ayuk and those? Because significant players will be leaving if you add thirty million dollars. You can't have McCaffrey. You can't have McCaffrey. Right. Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. All, I mean, several. Okay. Real, real quick. Guys. They have the highest. Yes. They have the highest paid tight end. The highest paid running back, or or up like among the highest paid. The highest paid among the highest paid wide receivers, middle linebacker, edge rusher. Pretty soon. I mean, it's a very expensive team. Not to mention, I mean, let's look at what Lamar has done. 17 touchdowns, 7 picks. Oh, well, maybe it was a bad year. Okay, but he was injured, didn't finish the year, played 12 games. The year before, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Lamar played 12 games this year. I think he had 13 turnovers in 12 games. Yeah. So, I mean, you're and talking, how many games did he how many how many games did he miss the last 2 years? He's never done it in the playoffs. I mean, who's got more playoff wins, Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson? Brock Purdy. And how, how many games has Lamar missed the last two years? I mean, like, he's an injury-prone player coming to a team that can't handle that kind of issue. Doesn't get better here. So, I could – yeah. And he's a running quarterback. Yeah. That you yeah. now want him in his 30s at big money, 100% guaranteed. I mean, it's just – it's not it's not a fit for, like, 19 different reasons. I mean, didn't we learn this with Debo? Like, if, if, if a large part of a player's value is running the ball, you should. Are you really gonna pay for that? I mean, it's important, but it's volatile too. They get injured. Look at Debo. You can't. You don't pay for running backs, right? And he's half running back. That's what makes him special. Guys get hurt running the ball. That's why almost nobody who runs the ball gets a second contract. Yeah, um, you know, it's true. And that's why you got to keep going into the draft for more backs, more backs, more backs because these guys get yeah. hurt. Yeah. So I think it's time to forget about it. Adam says, here's almost $2. Thank you very much. J.R. Pena says, Purdy was a one-hit wonder. Lance reminds me of a cheap Kaepernick. Everything a fastball, neither one is the quarterback for this team. Bring in Kirk Cousins. Do you miss Jimmy? He misses Jimmy. I think (laughs) J.R. Pena misses Jimmy. One-hit wonder? He went (laughs) 8-0. Here's what I thought was weird. Two Uh, games. Lynch was like, I really think. Jimmy's gonna have a have great success with the Raiders. It's like, dude, he's not in your team anymore. You don't have to keep saying that. If you really think he's gonna be great on the Raiders, then why'd you let him go? It's a weird thing to say. You know what the weirdest part of the, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you want to hit this later, but the weirdest part of that whole Lynch thing today, and you were right there, he took a lot of time to go through all of the departures and then yeah. skipped Robbie Gold. That's true. I cut that part out because I was bored. I was like, all right, come on, you're filibustering. But you're right. He didn't mention Robbie Gold. What's that about? What is that about? Um, and is Robbie Gold, is this Zane Gonzalez thing mean Robbie Gold's actually gone? Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's Robbie it. Maybe, Gold's maybe, yeah. Because someone asked him about Zane Gonzalez, and he's like, is, so is that the move at kicker? And he was like, uh, it's a move. It's basically That was his answer. Yeah, it's a move. Wait, so wait, think about it. Actually, I've heard people suggest that not mentioning Robbie Gold was kind of a slam at Robbie, but actually – Maybe he didn't say goodbye to Robbie because he's not going to say goodbye to Robbie. That's I yeah because it doesn't seem like Lynch's personality to be petty like that. Lynch no. is the diplomat. No. Even if right. he didn't like you, he wouldn't do that. Right. So he's, he's going to yeah. say, you know what? Love Robbie. I'm a big Larry Kruger yeah. fan. I like Grant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I had a great sit down with Grant. He's a terrific guy. Larry, I just saw Larry. He's doing well. I, I, you know. Even if he didn't like feel that way, he would never let you know that he didn't. Feel right. that way, and from every interaction I've ever had with John Lynch is, "Hey Grant, uses my name, eye contact, right. handshake, gentlemen, right. Captain oh. America here." Like he's not right. mess. Yeah, I mean this is who he's he is. Petty. He's not. Petty. He's not. He yeah. So that's Kyle. Kyle's petty. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, Corey Soto says, "Where's Trey's representation? Too passive for my taste. I'd be posting videos of myself throwing a Nerf ball. Whatever, make yourself visible." Maybe maybe the Niners don't like that. Maybe they're like they want their quarterbacks off social media. Have you thought about that? You know, I mean, what's to be gained by that? Um, you're, you're it's a lot of look at me stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
you're you're selling yourself as what you are, which is you're a humble, good kid who works hard and wants to get nothing but better. And that's not that's not like your move. That's who you yeah. are. So why suddenly go with this? Look at me over here. I'm working hard. I'm Johnny Hustle. I, I think it, Trey understands whether he's going to be here or elsewhere. He's going to get an opportunity, and it's just about preparing himself for that opportunity. NG49 says, start Brock, second-year quarterback, right off recovery of a major injury, expected to win a Super Bowl, no or limited OTA trade camp, trade high upside, Trey showing faith in Darnold. Sounds like a taking time bomb. I do think, I mean, look, if Trey Lance were 33 and he were Drew Brees and they're like, look, he's going to miss the whole offseason, but he'll be there week one. I'd be like, I don't care. Cool. But he's not. He's 23. He's Brock Purdy. And I wonder if just throwing him in there as soon as he's ready is – the right thing for him and the team. I mean, he might need a little prep. I don't know. He had it last year. I mean, we'll the, the injury from my perspective, and I was granted, I'm watching it on TV. It looked like almost his arm got pulled off. So it looked violent. It, yeah, it looked violent and it looked like something irregular. So uh, they seem very confident that he's going to come back and lose nothing. I'm not as confident, but um, I'm glad they are. You know, I don't know what it means, but I have a feeling that even though they're saying he's the guy, and you know we like Trey for now, that Trey's go- Trey and Sam Darnold is going to allow the Niners to take as long as they need with Brock. So if Trey and Darnold look good, they can just say, you know, we're going to not start Brock Week One, but he's almost ready. And as- until they lose, they can keep Brock on the sideline, which you know, it seems like you'd want to have him out as long as you can buy. As much time as you can buy. And I don't know. Maybe Trey gives him that time. That's a good point. If they're yeah. win- Brock's timeline, if he's not ready to go immediately, because that's right. the other thing that came out today is that the timeline is all guesswork. And it yeah, could they don't know. Months, but it could be five months. Right. You know, And if it's five months, he may not even miss preseason. Um, right. So we don't know. But, yeah, if the elbow is serious – yeah, I think if Trey starts or Darnold starts and they're winning games, I think if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, let it ride, let it ride, let it ride. Give it as much rest as you can. Yeah, so make sure you bring him back by Thanksgiving, roughly, and you're good. Yeah, because what could happen is you could still Brock could still be your franchise quarterback long term. You just buy him some time and you increase trades. Trey's trade value, trade him for more. Or you could find out, hey, Trey is the next Patrick Mahomes. And then you just got the information you needed. And now you got two franchise quarterbacks. What a great problem to have. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with on that. Uh, great. Can you rate Larry's mock draft? No, I haven't seen it. But I, <laughs> I'm i not going to rate his mock draft until I do one of my own. It's very difficult to do an 11-pick mock draft every pick after 98. That's high level of difficulty. Well, I'll say this, too. You know, I did it on the uh, one of these databases that keeps offering you trades. And so I just kept taking the trades that made sense and moving back and moving around. I wound up with an 18-player draft and seven picks, seven additional picks for next year's draft. Wow. Seven. That's that's, that's so, amazing. That's I mean, a record. That's a crazy draft. Next mock I 18. do, I'm just going to go with where they pick. I won't project trades. Okay. J. Mark Garza says, Larry spoke very highly of the tight end draft class, but didn't draft a tight end in his mock. I'm confused. Well, he's it's, he's got another one coming out. Wait yeah, for give it. Give it a week. Give it a week. Give Saturday. it a week. Grant, I'm offended. Jimmy was worse than both. Yeah, sorry. I take it back, Jared. I, I didn't mean to call you a Jimmy fan without knowing you because that's highly presumptuous. All right, enough quarterback stuff. It's interesting that the Niners are suddenly adding big offensive linemen. It started with Aaron Banks. Way bigger than than what they've normally brought in. Now, John Feliciano, Matt Pryor, these guys are huge and not particularly fast. He's like not the typical Shanahan offensive lineman. What is going on? Are they evolving? What's going on? Well, I think it has a little bit to do with their backs. I mean, Ty Davis Price, Jordan Mason, those guys are not Raheem Mostert. They're, so I don't think you're going to see as much outside zone. Um, you know, getting to the edge. I don't think yeah, see, that's I think true. You guys who that's can true. move people inside. Feliciano is a big run blocking bull who can play center or right guard. And the guy they just signed today, Matt Pryor, is huge. I mean, we're talking about 330 pounds, yeah. six seven, long arms, locks out, good run blocker. So I like the idea of going with bigger offensive linemen because 
ultimately, if you know whether you have Trey or Brock, you're going to have a run-heavy scheme, and you're going to have to probably run without running to the edges. And that means you got to move some people in the run game, and you got to have big people to move people. So uh, I like it. I really like the Feliciano pickup. But the one today I really like as well because it's hard to find good tackles who are ready to plug and play. And it sounds like they want to go with McKivitz as the starter. So now you're just establishing Matt Pryor and Jalen Moore as the as the backups to compete yeah. for that one spot, maybe as a swing tackle. I think the, the, the Mostert point is so good. And people don't acknowledge how important and unique Raheem Mostert was and how instrumental he was in getting the Niners – to the Super Bowl. Like what he did in the NFC Championship game was one of the most legendary NFC Championship performances ever. And he wasn't the most dynamic running back, but what he did have was extraordinary acceleration. His first few steps from getting the handoff to getting outside the tight end was I've I mean, I've never it was as good as any running back I've ever seen. And if you don't have a guy who can get out there instantly, all of a sudden those light your light right tackle, your light right guard, your light center are just getting knocked into the backfield. And all that penetration is 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 forcing cutbacks. Mostert was way out in space before any of that stuff would happen. So yeah, I'm with you. If they if you can't run outside zone, you don't have the running back for it. Be like Philly and get a bigger offensive line and 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 run downhill. Then I just want to be a physical downhill team anyway. So yeah. Yep, absolutely. And Mostert was special. I would try. There's a running back in this draft from East Carolina named Keaton Mitchell who is just like Mostert. I mean, he's like two steps, he's full speed, he's 4-3, he's to the edges. Uh, He's probably going to be there in the mid-rounds. I'd love to see them add that kind of dynamic runner in the backfield. But right now, they got big backs who are probably going to run inside. So you better be able to move some people. Yeah, Jordan Mason's not getting to the edge. No. Uh, Ty Davis-Price, probably not getting to the – even Christian McCaffrey, hell of a running back. But more of a mid-four – Yep. Mitchell's an inside guy, right? Yep. So I think it's an interesting trend. I've kind of, I feel like these small offensive linemen, the Shanahan's have been gravitating toward them since the late 90s, and I think it's a little played out. These defensive linemen are so big, you can't just put out a 300 pound. I mean, my issue with McGlinchey, y'all, was he was light. He would would be airborne. You can't, you got to be a little bit more stout than that, I think. So, especially on the right side, when yeah. you're, you know, trying to run with power. And um, I like it. I like the, yep. I also like the idea of don't go into the draft. There's two positions that always worry me in the draft offensive tackle and corner. You reach mm. for these guys, these positions because you need them so badly. Yeah. Don't They're hard go to find. The draft needing yeah. to reach for a right tackle. I'd rather go with the veteran, whether it was Tom Compton or this guy, Matt Pryor. Go for a couple veteran offensive linemen so that you don't have to reach for an O-lineman in the draft. Yeah, because the last time the Niners did that, they got Mike McGlinchey. Right. And before that, they got Joshua Garnett. Remember that? Remember Josh Garnett? Yeah. He was really bad. He was a lot worse than Mike McGlinchey. Um, Glass Half Full guy says, do you guys see the Niners really going with McKivitz at right tackle? Can Zach Zach Sakel play right tackle? What about Zach Sakel? No, do you (laughs) – I asked him point blank, is, is the plan to, to play McKivitz a right tackle? And he said, yeah, John Lynch. Do you, do you buy it? I do. I do. I, I don't – well, what I buy is I don't think, A, they're going to get into the first round for a tackle. Even if they traded Trey Lance and they got a first-round pick, I don't think they would use it on a tackle. Mm. Um, I think tackle this year might kind of be like safety last year We in the draft. Like, we all expected they're going to go safety, they're going to go safety, and they never went safety. Why? Because they were projecting a Fonga. They liked Gibson. Right. You know, they had other guys. They had signed Odom. Um, I think it's the same way this year. They like McKivitz. They gave him the gold helmet designation. You still got Jalen Moore. They just brought up this – signed this kid prior. You got Spencer Burford, who might be able to kick out to right tackle. I, I think they like McKivitz, and I think they might go for a draft tackle, but I don't think it's going to be high. I think they're going to give the job to McKivitz. I do too. Dustin the Gale says, Larry, new camera. If so, it looks good. Oh, yeah. He's got a new microphone too. He's, he stepped it up. It's great. I'm over here with up my old up. stuff. Well, you're on the road, right? I'm on the road. Yeah, I got my travel kit. All right, last topic. So interesting little nugget from today's media session with John Lynch. He said he and Kyle had to go to Jed York and 
ask pretty please, can we sign Javon Hargrave? It's going to be expensive. And Jed said, yeah, I want the best, which is always nice, especially in a market where the Oakland A's exist. So God love you, Jed York, for, you know, I mean, ever since he messed it up royally with Harbaugh and then Tom Sula and Chip Kelly, he has at least let John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do whatever the hell they want. So I'll give him, I'll give him that. Well, I mean, okay, everybody, you know, the fans, for the most part, always are pro-Kyle. Um, Lynch, they're very pro-Lynch. It's always easy to rip the son of a, you know, of a billionaire. Um, and so Jed's always been an easy target. Yeah, so, look at me. I'm an easy target, too. I'm a son of a billionaire. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, you know, but you're trying to make it so your son is the son of a billionaire. Exactly, exactly. Uh, no, but I mean, the, the Jed thing is, let's be honest about this. You can say that he made the right, the wrong move on Harbaugh. Harbaugh was 44, 19, and 1, and yeah. Jed and Harbaugh couldn't coexist, and they had to part ways. Okay. But since that point, yeah. he bought out Tom Sula's coaching staff. He bought out Chip Kelly's coaching staff. He went to Kyle. He's now gone. Every time they've asked for money for football reasons, he is there to to write the check. I think Jed gets a bad rap. I think Jed has done. Jed has listened to his football people, and that's really all you can do. I mean, Eddie, you know, Eddie got Walsh, but Eddie hired Joe Thomas. Eddie traded five draft picks for OJ Simpson, who was done at the time. Mm-hmm. One of those picks became Joe Cribs. Eddie didn't know all. Eddie had to learn on the job. Jed had to learn on the job. But Jed's Jed at least is putting – he's listening to his football people. He's got a structure, management structure, where these guys are not trying to survive one another. Lynch and Shanahan are legitimately working together, unlike Balky and, and Harbaugh. So I think Joe, there's real growth there And Jed. Now, granted. He's not pulling it out of his last penny. He's not pulling it out of his savings account. The NFL produces huge cash revenue, and that's where this money's coming from. But he's still willing to spend the cash when he's being told by his football people that they need the cash, and I respect them for that. I really What's do. funny, though, is he was willing to spend, or his parents were, when Harbaugh was here. I mean, that that coaching staff was very expensive, those position coaches. So this is they've always been willing to spend on football What's interesting, and he, he may have been right to fire Harbaugh. Like, the whole idea was, it's is what I argue now with Kyle. Like, yeah, you're a good coach, and you've built this team, but are you going to win a championship? And Jed looked at, at Harbaugh and said, no, this guy's not going to be a champion. And he might have been right. I mean, he's not like he's winning a champion, any championships over at Michigan. So if the if the analysis was correct, the problem was how he replaced him. Jim Tom Sula. It was a joke. A yeah. defensive line coach. So what's interesting is he's fixed all that and he's back in everyone's good graces, but he's in the same position he was in 10 years ago. Really good team, NFC championships, right on the cusp, haven't gotten over the hump. What are you going to do about it, Jed? And so like, you could argue that he's grown, but you could also argue that he's back where he started. And it's like, okay, well, what's your next move? How, you get, how are you going to – he talks about the quest for six. He is on a quest for one. How are you going to get one, Jed? Because you've been on this quest for like – 20 years well I, the one thing i think links jed and kyle and and, and lynch is they're all going to be made men with dr john and denise if they win yeah this, you know, john's going to be truly independent to do what he wants kyle's yeah. going to be truly independent and he won't be questioned jed himself will probably gain true independence from dr john and denise if they climb this mountain and get this six ring so they're sure. all tied to the same kind of we, thing. Because we don't really know who hired Kyle. It might have been Jed. It might have been the parents. It might have been a whole family search. I, I, I don't know. I have. A, I don't know. But after what Jed did with Tom Sula and Chip Kelly, I would imagine the parents would step in and be like, you know what? This is a family project now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, he had to learn on the job. But, but in fairness, Eddie D did too. And everybody mm-hmm. loves Eddie D. Why do they love Eddie D? Because his bottom line was their bottom line. He won titles and he spent frivolously and, you know, all kinds of gifts and generosity. He took took care of his players. But what I love about Eddie, he is the impetus behind that Golden Heart Fund. Jed and this current group has pushed that forward. That's that's 
that's a groundbreaking, let's take care of our own kind of a program that I think you should be proud of. And there's a few yeah. other teams around the NFL that have copied it. I'm just saying it's easy to rip Jed. Lots of people do. The reality is Jed's about winning. And he hasn't done it yet. Right. They've been a consistent winner. They haven't won at all. But I think that if they if he can climb this mountaintop, I think he'll probably have greater control over the franchise, and so will Lynch, and so will Kyle. It's tough to be the second generation owner, uh, especially when your uncle was like. How many owners have five rings in American sports? Not that many. So Eddie's a freaking. I mean, he's like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you know? I mean. How many athletes have five rings? I, we even see Clay. Clay's ultimate put down of a player. He, when someone's talking trash, all of a sudden he just goes. Right. That's it. That's all he has to say. I mean, that's that was the Niners. Five rings. Five. That's it. Five rings. And Jed can't add to that. And it's like, there's no shame in that. A lot of organizations don't win Super Bowl. They haven't won Super Bowls, but he's close. He's so close. And he has people like you and me offering him great suggestions. It's no excuse. <laughs> No excuse well, I mean, think point. about it too. He's a boy. He's born into a family where he's had, you know, uh, wealth beyond his with beyond his dreams his entire yeah. life. So yeah. get when you have that kind of money and your future is so financially set, you're all about the ring because the <laughs> ring will validate him more than any dollar amount. So he's all about that ring. He's passionate to get it. And to me, in some ways, Jed not getting it has given him what Eddie had that he didn't have, which was this unbelievable passion. And and now he's starting to develop it because out of necessity, because he he knows this is the this is the his holy grail. If he climbs this hill, he'll be viewed as successful. And I to his credit, he believes that getting Javon, Javon Hargrave gives the Niners the defensive line they need to win the Super Bowl. I would just and this is neither here nor there. I would just say, at what point is Jed York and this organization going to realize, I mean, how many years do they have to have the number one defense in the league and not win the Super Bowl before they realize that, like, you're not going to win the Super Bowl that way? You have to have a great offense, not a great defense. But I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a – maybe the pendulum will swing back to defense. I think rules would have to change for that to happen, though. I mean, all I'll say is after watching Mahomes is that the only thing that it's convinced me is that there is no shortcut. And if you're going to beat Mahomes, you better be able to score 30 points a game and you yeah. better have impact players on all three levels of your defense. And I would endorse the move to pick up Hargrave because when I watched Kinlaw get bounced around, I said, you know what? Bad. That is the number one need of the 49ers, a dominating two-way, you know, run player, pass player, defensive tackle who dominates. They didn't have it, and they're, it's hard to find in the draft. So and what's I, crazy I, is even if you have an offense that can score 30-plus points and you have playmakers at all three levels of your defense, you're still not going to beat Kansas City. <laughs> Although they lost some guys this offseason. I mean, they're, they're really depending on some young wide receivers next season. We'll see what happens. CJ Smooth says, if Trey is traded and Brock is average, do Lynch and Shaney get another shot to get a, 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 F, a FQ? If Trey is traded and Brock is average, yeah, that's not good if that, if that happens. I don't know. Well, I, you know, that's a great question. I would say Shanahan probably, you know, if they don't win, they probably both have three years before anybody internally will, will put any pressure. But they don't have an endless amount of time. But I would say they've got, even if they, if this doesn't work out, they probably got three years, three to five years. Ominous24 says, do you guys think Mahomes would have had the same success had Kyle drafted him? Hell no, Kyle only hurts. Poor Trey. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but I guess we'll never know. It's possible that Patrick Mahomes is so good, he, you couldn't miss. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, did, did Reed make Mahomes or did Mahomes make Reed? I think I'm going to go with the player on that. I'm thinking Mahomes would be good in a, in a box with a fox on a train. Right, right. In the rain, he'd be really good. I mean, you just had to have the foresight to freaking draft him. Sam Fish and I chips, am. yeah. <laughs> Fish and chips says there's a problem for Jed for a ring. Schemer Kyle, Schemer Kyle, Schemer Kyle. I kind of like that. Calling him Schemer Kyle. Mark Salas says been a fan since '62. 
I've lived through it all with the Niners. I must say that while I do want to see more Super Bowl trophies, I enjoy being in the hunt year after year versus what the Rams did. Amen. I like that too. The Niners' approach is better than the Rams' approach, even if they don't get the ring. Because the reality is nobody wants – Grant doesn't want it. I don't want it. None of you want it. We sure. don't want to look you in the eye and say, guess what? Check back with us in 2027. They're screwed yeah. on the cap because of mismanagement. you yeah. got to play this thing year to year. you got to give yourself a chance. I like the way the Niners are doing it. They're doing it with depth, and they haven't found their quarterback maybe, or maybe they have. Uh, to this point, it's eluded them, but I'd rather be them than the Rams. Only thing I would say is the extreme of this is you get yourself in like a playoff purgatory. And you see it a lot in the NBA where a team, the way they're constructed, they're good but not good enough. And they reach a level and they can't get past it. And I think in the NFL with the Niners, what would put them in purgatory is your quarterback isn't good enough. Your offensive line isn't good enough. Even if your quarterback were good enough, you couldn't keep him healthy. So... Burden of proof is on them to, to, to show that that's not the case. But that's what I would argue, is that they're bordering on a playoff purgatory team that's going to be in the mix every freaking year because of that defense and, and, and what they have. But it's just a flawed construction. Maybe I'm wrong. Niners Daddy says, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, all I was going to say is I like their approach the last couple of years where they're getting a lot of day three picks and a lot of picks after the draft. They are incredibly deep. So if you're so deep, then you can spend a boatload in free agency on any one need that pops up. So I kind of like their approach. It's hard to replicate. It's hard to find guys as undrafted players and have them be good players. But Mostert and others, Aziz and others, Givens, and I mean, they've done it. So um, hopefully they can continue doing it. I mean, they got the left tackle. They got the running back, the fullback, the tight end the wide receivers, the DN, the D tackle, the linebacker, the safety, the corner. They need this quarterback. They have everything. They But until you get the quarterback, what are you? A contender, pretender? It's up to you. Niners Daddy says, how did John and Kyle fall out of love with Trey Lance so quickly? Three first-round picks and dumping on him after four starts is wild. Is it that they fell out of love with Trey or that they fell madly in love with Brock Purdy after the third date? That could be the case. Eighth date. Could have been a good courtship. I just think Brock took it. He went out there and took it. And the same way he took it, if Trey Lance gets on the field this year and does the same thing, we may be talking about Trey Lance and no more about Brock Purdy. Brock got a chopping opportunity. He ran with it. If Trey gets that opportunity this year and he's throwing for 300 yards and the Niners are 4-0, Brock's not coming back in. The way I look at it is like Brock Purdy's that triple-A pitcher you brought up just because someone was hurt and he threw a no-hitter. And you're like, well, damn, I didn't know he could do that, but he threw a no-hitter in his debut, so you know what? He's going to stay in the rotation one more week, and we'll see where this goes. Like, that's essentially what happened. Like, you, how do you pull the plug on Brock Purdy now? You, you can't. I mean, you lose he, did too, he did too well. He's pitching a no-hitter. He got hurt, but he still essentially hasn't given up a base hit. So let it ride. See what happens. He... Sometimes, you know, these AAA pitches come back down to earth, but he might be the truth. We'll see. You, you know who's the biggest advocate for Purdy in the room uh, that I could tell, even though he tried to do it diplomatically because he had such a tight relationship with uh, with Garoppolo, was Kittle. And the second biggest Purdy guy in the room, I thought, was uh, Ayuk. And why is that? Because those guys are literally going to make more money and probably add another level to their house because of Brock Purdy. Drewish guy, thank you for the five dollars. Isn't Drewish a joke from Spaceballs? I think it's a Spaceballs joke. I could be wrong. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but isn't I think it anyway, that's the show. Thanks for watching. Larry, what are you doing? You're I mean, you never stop. What are you doing the rest of the day? What am I doing the rest of the day? Um, I'm doing some videos on some of these things that have happened, so look for that on the channel. My son's doing a great job helping me, helping me with that. Um, and later on today, I, you know what I was going to talk to today, but we're actually doing it tomorrow, is F.P. Santangelo uh, from the Giants. Ooh. Talk a little Giants baseball. We had Ned Coletti on last night. Wayne Breezy is going to join me on the show this week. Uh, the great Crocker is going to be on the show this week. Nice. We, we He's kicking my ass in the is finals, he? but there's no shame in that. Got to love Eric Crocker. Well, see, you didn't play for the Jets. 
No, nah, I didn't play for you the know, Jets. <laughs> you didn't play, or did you? You might. No, nah, I wish. I wish. I want to challenge Eric Crocker to a forty-yard dash, though. Although I think I'm too old to prove my point. So maybe <laughs> I won't. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, maybe I won't. Run, I maybe Grant, getting run. Maybe getting waxed by Eric Crocker in the finals is enough embarrassment for one year. Anyway, go watch Larry. Thanks for watching me. I'll be back tomorrow. Kyle talks at 7.45 a.m. Oh, Bright and early. 7.45. I'm going to sleep now. I didn't sleep last night. I'm exhausted. I don't remember a single thing I said on this show. Good night. Good night. <laughs>